fresh, dynamic, and totally prepared. Here's Patricia Raskin with Positive Living on the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. You know, I always say that I'm really honored to be on this program because Force America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, powered, and successful lives. You can call us on our new listener line at 866-472-5788. We're here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, and Noon Pacific, and you can log on to voiceamerica.com and hear all of the archive shows. I have a wonderful guest on today. I've had him on before. He's just a delight and will make you all smile and laugh because that's what he does. My guest is Joel Goodman, EDD, founder and director of The Humor Project, Inc., in Saratoga Springs, New York. He's a popular speaker throughout the United States and abroad. Joel first described as the first full-time humor educator. Joel has spoken to over 600,000 people at conferences and programs across the country. And he also edits Laughing Matters magazine and has really been a pioneer in this whole work of humor. Welcome, Joel Goodman. Hello, Patricia. Great to be back with you. <laughs> All right. Now, my first question right out of the box is that the Humor Project is celebrating its 30th annual international program this year, which is so exciting. How in the world did this all get started, and how did you this idea for your unique career path? <laughs> it's really hard to believe that it is 30 years that we've had this annual program, because I'm not even that old. I was going to say. And, uh, but, you know, in my childlike state, uh, we actually have been delighted, you know, that now more than 2 million people have attended our programs from throughout the world. And, and the uh, Humor Project actually started in a very unfunny situation. Uh, my dad discovered he had an aneurysm in his aorta, which was not a laughing matter at all. And he and my mom flew from Maryland, where they lived, down to Houston, Texas, where Michael DeBakey, the world-famous surgeon mm-hmm. and cardiologist, was to perform this life-or-death surgery on dad. I flew from Saratoga Springs, New York, where I live, uh, to join mom and dad and lend whatever support I could, because even though we had this world-renowned expert doing it, it literally was a matter of life or death. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted a before picture of stress and anxiety, all you had to do was look at our family. We were literally uptight with terror and tension. Mm-hmm. And then the wonderful proverbial thing happened on the way to the hospital. Uh, Mom and I were staying at a hotel that had one of those little shuttle vans that ran back and forth to the huge hospital complex on a regular basis. The man who drove the van was named Alvin. Mm-hmm. You know, he was not one of the chipmunks, but he actually was a magician in a figurative sense because in a short four-minute ride from the hotel to the hospital, he magically transformed uptight, terrorized, stressed-out people like us into people who were able to laugh and chuckle and let go of some of the terror. And his magic trick was his sense of humor. He had a wonderful, playful, spontaneous, childlike, gentle, kind, 
uplifting, positive living kind of sense of humor. And I marveled and greatly appreciated the effect it had on us so that when we saw Dad, instead of conveying our stress to him, we were able to help lighten his load a little bit. Now, thankfully, Dad made it through the surgery, and I got back home here to Saratoga Springs, New York, and was catching up on all the work that I missed from being in Houston for a couple weeks. And one night, I was listening to the radio, and I found myself putting aside the work that I'd come to do, and I started writing down what people were talking about on this call-in show. And the topic that night was, what makes you laugh? And the light bulb went on, and I got to thinking about this stranger, Alvin, who had entered our family's life when we most needed that kind of respite and that kind of angel. And I got to thinking, you know, do we have to wait for the Alvins of the world to come into our lives when we most need this gift of humor? Or if it's so good, if it has such good effects and side effects, couldn't we and shouldn't we, quote-unquote, make sense of humor and serve it to ourselves and our loved ones and our friends and our colleagues when we needed it? So it was that personally painful situation that spurred my personal curiosity in 1977. And I started this organization called the Humor Project. And my goal was not to analyze humor to death, but to answer my own question. Mm-hmm. Are there ways of bringing humor to life? Mm-hmm. So I have to just interject there because you I have a very similar path. I started doing positive living shows uh, 25 years ago. Mm. And, you know, in the very beginning, in the early 80s, when cable TV first started, I started with positive people, and people said, people don't want to hear all this stuff. You know, they want to hear negative sensationalism. And I did it for the same reason, to heal myself and to be more positive. Mm. So it's it's very interesting, because when you have that kind of passion, you can really make a lot of things happen, which you obviously have. So talk about what this incredible 30th celebration is going to be like and where it's going to be held. Well, uh, after 30 years of doing uh, international programs, we decided this year we ought to have a, a sunshine law, or maybe we call it a funshine law, to do something new and different and out of the box. Uh, we've done an annual program uh, in the Adirondack Mountains each year for the last 29. Mm-hmm. And in Saratoga Springs, New York, we've also sponsored for the last 20 years an international conference that has drawn people from all 50 states and six continents. Mm-hmm. This year, for our 30th annual, we decided that we would have a Humor Cruise. Uh, so Humor Cruise 2006 is actually going to be leaving in a couple weeks. We'll be sailing from Miami to what I call the Bahahahamas. <laughs> and, uh, so adorable. You know, well, you know, where else would we sail on a Humor Cruise other than the Bahahahamas? But, uh, uh, and we're so excited that Carol Channing, is going to be our featured guest on board. Uh, we're going to be presenting her with a National Humor Treasure Award to thank her for the six-plus decades of performing, entertaining, bringing smiles and music and laughter to people from around the world. And she's going to be performing her special one-woman show on board the cruise called The First 80 Years Are the Hardest. Yeah. And ain't that the truth? <laughs> You know, so Carol, who just turned 85, is oh, alive and well and kicking God. literally and figuratively, and she is uh, uh, really a personification of the theme of this humor cruise, which is adding years to your life and life to your years. Mm-hmm. That's fabulous. Can anybody go on this? I mean, is there room for other people? 
only else? only if you have a sense of humor or need a sense of humor. Those are the <laughs> only criteria. And, and actually, there are just a few spots left. So if anybody is interested, uh, I would encourage you to get in touch with us as soon as possible, and we can uh, see if there are any spaces left. And where is left. it again? Where is it? Uh, we're going to be sailing from Miami on March 31st mm. and going to Nassau in the Bahamas, mm. and we'll be returning on April the 3rd. So it's basically over a weekend. And uh, oh, one of the nice okay. things is that, uh, you know, all of the food is included as part of the uh, the package price, and, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to be having sessions during the cruise and balancing that with enjoying all that the cruise has to offer. Isn't that wonderful, Joel? How exciting. You know, you've had on some amazing, you've had amazing speakers at your conferences. I know you've had Patch Adams, mm-hmm. who was the uh, Robin Williams play Patch Adams in the movie <laughs> Patch Adams. Right. And you've had on some celebrities as well. Talk about some of the people that you've experienced over the years who've come to the Humor Project. Well, I feel very blessed uh, that some of the people who have been mentors and idols uh, to me have been people who have you know, come on our stage here in Saratoga Springs that I've also interviewed for our Laughing Matters magazine. So there have been people like Steve Allen, Sid Caesar, mm-hmm. Victor Borga. Really? The, you know, the Smothers Brothers, Bob Newhart, uh, Art Buckwald, who's in a Washington hospice right now, you know, was honored and spoke at our conference. Uh, Al Roker from the Today Show. Mm. Uh, Buffalo Bob Smith uh, from Howdy Doody fame was actually one of my special ones because I got to sit on Buffalo Bob's lap and Howdy sat on my lap. Uh, uh-huh. We've had people like Jay Leno at our conference, really? uh, Mark Russell, excited. the Capitol Steps. Uh, so it's really been a wonderful opportunity to bring people in that I've admired and, and respected. Those, have those folks given workshops or just done their routines or talked to people about what humor really is from their point of view? Uh, it, it's varied, you know, depending on who it was. You know, we had them do different things. Uh, in all cases, they spoke. You know, we had people like uh, Terry Garr at our conference last year and Yakov Shmirnov. Uh, you know, so we've uh, brought in a whole variety of people and they've done a variety of things. You know, Yakov, for example, last year did a full day pre-conference workshop as well as his featured opening keynote. Mm. So, uh, you know, we've had the good fortune. You know, Steve Allen, when he was with us at our conference, not only did he present, he actually stayed the entire weekend as a learner, which astounded me because here's this renaissance man, this brilliant, you know, mentor, model of Mm. what humor is all about, who was there as a learner. And and that really said a lot to me about who he was and uh, how he operated. But, you know, as a teacher, he was also a learner. Mm -hmm. Mm. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we are talking to Joel Goodman, who is the author of Laughformations, A Thousand and One Ways to Add Humor to Your Life and Work. And he is the founder and director of the Humor Project, Inc. in Saratoga Springs, New York, and is a popular speaker throughout the United States and abroad and has spoken to over 600,000 people and has been doing this for 30 years, and now they have their 30th annual international program this year. So, folks, you can log on to thehumorproject.com. Is that correct, Joel? Uh, Actually, it would be www.humorproject.com. Okay. All right. And when you come back, um, you can call us. And with your humor questions for Joel at 866-472-5788. And we'll talk about some of the very funny affirmations in his book, which are cool. All right, folks, you're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pat Finding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. This week on Slice of Sci-Fi with Michael and Evo, Lake Bell from Surface joins us to tell us about the show, and TD0013, our resident stormtrooper, joins us in studio to help us talk about the sci-fi that's happened this week. That's this week on Slice of Sci-Fi with Michael and Evo. Do you have questions concerning your personal portfolio? And would you like to know where the market's going before it gets there? Then you need to tune in to Elite Masters of Trading, hosted by the Traders Coach, Robin Dane, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Robin has great ideas on how to invest, save, and make money. So become an elite trader in the market every Wednesday at 10 a.m. with the Traders Coach, Robin Dane, and Elite Masters of Trading, right here on the Voice America Radio Network. Did you know the young adult generation, otherwise known as the Echo Boomers, born between the late 1970s and 1995, number 78 million in our population? They are responsible and drink less, smoke less, do fewer drugs, and commit less crime than previous generations. Advocating America's Young Adult with hosts Chloe White and Charlie Fairchild aggressively addresses the current and cutting-edge issues affecting the young adult. It is a world of inherent unfairness for this age group, and the situation continues to deteriorate. The time for meaningful change has arrived. And our Advocating America's Young Adult is here to make an impact. Tune into Advocating America's Young Adult with host Chloe White and Charlie Fairchild. West Coast Business Review and host Amy Campbell presents Show Me the Business. Each week, you'll hear exciting guests give you vital information on advancing your business and career. Learn how others have built their empires, from best-selling authors to renowned entertainers. Listen every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific time on VoiceAmericaRadio.com. Visit our website at www.westcoastbusinessreview.com. West Coast Business Reviews, show me the business, connecting you to the business world. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to voiceamerica.com. everyone, we are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. And I always say I'm very happy to be on Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why I'm here. Positive Living brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, successful lives. You can call us today. We're on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and you can call us at 866 My guest today is Joel Goodman. Joel is the founder and director of the Humor Project, Inc., which is in Saratoga Saratoga Springs, New York. He's a popular speaker throughout the United States and the world. He is actually has been described as the first full-time humor educator, and the Humor Project is now celebrating their 30th year, and he really founded this. He has spoken to over 600,000 people, and his book is Laffirmations, A Thousand and One Ways to Add Humor to Your Life and Work. Welcome back, Joel. Thank you, Patricia. All right, before I get on to the power of the positive side of humor and how we use it as a therapeutic tool, I have to have a little bit of fun and levity here because 
I have your book, and I've used it, and I love it. And I want to just read a couple of quotes that have really, I think, are the best. And, folks, you really need to log on to The Human Project and get this wonderful book. You can put it in your pocketbook and just whip it out whenever you need something. But it's just great. I love this. This one is yours, and you've quoted people from everywhere. This one is yours, this quote. Seven days without laughter makes one weak, W-E-A-K. Fabulous. Yeah, well, it, it is true. You know, if we don't have that laughter, then uh, we lose some of our strength. Mm-hmm. All right, Victor Borgi says, and I love this one, a smile is the shortest distance between two people. And he certainly personified that. You know, when I had the great fortune to interview him for our Laughing Matters magazine and sitting in his home and he uttered those words, it was like that was a crystallization of what it's all about, you know, that humor really is the shortest distance between two people. It really is. And here's one from Joel Goodman again that I love. Humor is a wonderful way to prevent a hardening of the attitudes. You know, how do we uh, roll with the punches that life inevitably throws us? You know, humor is a great way to help us stay flexible in body, mind, heart, and spirit uh, so that we can prevent that hardening of the attitudes. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. There's so many wonderful. Oh, here's this was one from Patch Adams. People crave laughter as if it were an essential amino acid. You know, some people think that humor is an elective. It's sort of extracurricular. And we do the important, serious things first, and then, you know, if there's time, we have some humor. Mm-hmm. Well, what Patch is suggesting and what I certainly believe is that uh, humor really is critical for survival. That, mm-hmm. uh, you know, without it, we're dead, figuratively speaking, at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This one from Eddie Murphy. Comedy is talking about things that people think about and that you have in common with someone else. Talk about that one. Well, humorous, uh, I think, oftentimes based on the principle of identification. If people identify with a situation that the comedian or the humorist or the uh, performer is presenting, then we laugh in recognition of, oh, yeah, there but for the grace of God go I. So I think, you know, some of the most powerful, certainly in the last 20 years, and most popular comedians and performers have been those who have been holding up a mirror to reality so that we can laugh at ourselves in the reflection. Mm-hmm. Let's do a couple from other comedians, famous comedians. Robin Williams. For me, comedy is a tool. It's therapeutic for me. I use it as a release. You first start with yourself, making fun of yourself, and the world is open to you. You know, I think uh, humor is a survival tool as he's suggesting for us. But even beyond that, it's a tool for thriving. Mm-hmm. You know, and he certainly has brought so much joy and laughter to millions of people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he also has the human touch, you know, the, the terrible things that happened to Christopher Reeve and now mm-hmm. more recently this past week with Dana Reeve. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's clear that his friendship, his goodness, his oh, yeah. humanity is underneath the laughter. Yeah. This one's from Buddy Hackett. Comedy is a distraction, not an action. Humor takes your mind off the negative and turns it into laughter. That's positive. You know, it's a distraction just like a magic trick. You know, magicians know that if you can distract the audience, then you can make magic happen. Mm -hmm. 
And sometimes if we can distract ourselves from the pain and the suffering, then maybe we could actually go on living. Mm-hmm. Uh, my very dear friend, Hedy Schleifer, who's spoken at our international I conference. I know her well. Oh, I've well, taken actually, workshops you, with you, her. I know you've her had friend. her on, on your show. I yes, know I have, have, and I've been to her workshops. She's oh, fabulous. It, yeah, she's unbelievable. And uh, yeah, I, I just saw her a couple months ago in Florida, and you know, she passed along something from her mother, uh, who was a concentration camp survivor. Mm-hmm. And her mom said that in life, pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if we can distract mm-hmm. ourselves from the pain, mm-hmm. uh, we don't have to suffer. Mm. That's very powerful what you said, that, that suffering can be a choice. Mm. Pain may not be, but suffering can be. That's right. Very you know, it's powerful. An, it's an occupational hazard. As a human being, guaranteed yeah. at some point yeah. we will experience pain, whether yeah. it's physical pain, emotional pain, yeah. social pain. But, you know, it's not the external events. It's really the internal events that mm. are important. You know, I, I've learned from my wife and business partner, Margie, uh, who is really one of the early pioneers in the whole field of stress management. Uh, she talks about the notion that in life, uh, stress is not an event. It's a perception of an event. We may not always be able to control the events outside of us, but what we can exert some control over are the events within us, our thoughts, our feelings, our behaviors, our attitudes. Mm, absolutely. Here's one. Um, there are two. Here's one from Alan Alda. When people are laughing, they're generally not killing one another. Mm. Very powerful. And here's one from Joel Goodman, which I love. It's, it's adding on a very famous quote of, from the serenity prayer of Reinhold Niebuhr, but it's your own twist on it. Mm-hmm. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, the wisdom to know the difference, and Joel's twist is, and the sense of humor when I don't know the difference. Which is more often than the times that I do know the difference. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, th- that ability to laugh at ourselves and uh, make not take ourselves too darn seriously, I think is one of the keys to a great sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And the last one in your book by Joel, Laughter Loves Company, and Companies Love Laughter. We've discovered over the years, and you know, we've had, as I mentioned, more than 2 million people attend our programs now, that humor is serious, and mm-hmm. serious companies are taking mm-hmm. humor seriously now mm-hmm. because they realize that in fact, the funny line and the bottom line can go hand in hand. So not only is humor potentially beneficial for us individually, but for our organizations, for our companies. It's very funny you'd say that because I just pulled this quote by Johnny Carson that actually speaks to that. People will pay more to be entertained than educated. <laughs> right? Which is exactly what you're saying. If you add humor to it, they're going to pay easily than if you're telling them they're just going to the seminar to learn. Well, and and the fact that they're not mutually exclusive, that we can have education and entertainment go hand in hand, and that's where I think they're more powerful and more delightful. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. a, pe- a, a lot of people think that, you know, laughter and serious undertakings are mutually exclusive, when in fact, if we could have them go hand in hand, we'll all be better off for it, we'll live to talk about it, and better yet, live to laugh about it. Mm-hmm. Very true. There's one here by George Bernard Shaw, when a thing is funny, search for a hidden truth. So talk about that, because sometimes, Joel, that can be a double-edged sword. 
meaning that somebody will say something that's cutting, talk about sword, no pun intended, but I've seen this happen. You know, someone will say something in a joke, ha-ha, and it hurts. Talk about that, the difference between that and humor. Yeah, I think that's a very important issue. And, you know, one of the important goals for us here in the Humor Project is to help people use humor as a tool to build people up and bring people together rather than as a weapon to tear people down and tear people apart. Mm -hmm. And I characterize it as the difference between laughing with others and laughing at others. Mm -hmm. It's a very simple switch of words but a profound difference in impact. If we use humor as a tool to laugh with each other, then people are feeling more connected in the Victor Borger sense that a smile is the shortest distance but, between two people. But sometimes people will say something in a joke, and when you call them on it, they say, well, I was just kidding. Right. And so, you know, how do you handle that in humor? Do you say, well, it might have been funny to you, but that hurt me? Well, I think there are a whole variety of ways that we can respond when and if placed in that situation. And I, my guess is that everybody has been there at mm-hmm. some point or another. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be as simple as just letting it go without acknowledging it or, you know, going against it. It could be as simple as saying something directly to that person. I, I feel hurt or I felt offended when you said that. Or maybe it's a matter of waiting for the right time and place. Uh, you know, there have been times when somebody has done some offensive humor in my presence, mm-hmm. and if I confronted them on it right then and there, they wouldn't have heard it. You know, mm-hmm. They would have been much too defensive mm-hmm. to let it in. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I, I found an appropriate time uh, when we were alone, and I was able to just share in a reflective way you know, the impact of that. Uh, one, one of the things that I've uh, found is that if we can uh, you know, acknowledge the, what, what Susan Rowan calls the AT&T test, is it appropriate, timely, and tasteful? Mm. And that's something mm. we can all sort of use as an internal barometer, you know, for whether humor is going to be helpful or hurtful. And if we can answer yes to all three of those, is it appropriate, timely, and tasteful, then chances mm. are the humor will work for us rather than against us. Mm. Appropriate, timely, and tasteful. Great. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is Joel Goodman, who's the author of Laffirmations, 1001 Ways to Add Humor to Your Life and Work. Joel is the founder and director of the Humor Project, Inc., and he's a popular speaker throughout the country and the world. He's spoken to over 600,000 people, and he really was the first full-time humor educator, and he founded the Humor Project. Folks, you're listening to Positive Wisdom. You can call us after the break at 866-472-5788. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. You want to know about it? We want to talk about it. Voice.VoiceAmerica.com Have you put down the morning paper in disgust because they weren't reporting what you wanted to read? Have you wondered why there aren't more women's voices in the news? Well, so have I, and we're about to change that. This is former Minnesota State Senator Ember Reichgott Young. I hope you'll join me for a new radio show every Thursday all about women on the move. We'll look at what's missing in the news, the issues often ignored in mainstream media, 
Like, how does Social Security reform really affect women? Why is the Department of Labor proposing to stop collecting workforce data on women? What role will women play in Iraq's new government? We'll create that debate right here. The Ember Reichgott Young Show will have prominent women you know and inspiring women you don't know. We'll share stories of women's leadership, courage, and vision. We just need you to be part of the conversation. So join us for the Ember Reichgott Young Show every Thursday at 1 p.m. Central Time. It's all about you, women on the move, on voiceamerica.com. Hello, this is Rory Garay, president of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dog. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice voiceamerica.com Expand love and light in the universe. Tune into Miracles Happen, Dreams Do Come True with Iris Jackson every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Each week, Iris and her guests empower, encourage, affirm, acknowledge, and remind us of who we really are, providing tools and processes to fulfill our destiny passionately, victoriously, and joyously. Miracles Happen, Dreams Do Come True is under the guidance and direction of our beloved I Am Presence, the seven mighty Elohim, the ascended masters, and the legions of light, and is given with fervent and heartfelt wishes that all of your dreams come true and are a thousand times more wonderful than you ever dreamed possible. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. When we are back, you're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Rapp. You know, as I always say, I started on Voice America four years ago when the Internet was really in its infancy, and, and it's really growing because the Internet is such a powerful tool, and it's so wonderful that educational programs like this are on the Internet, particularly on voiceamerica.com, which is growing. But I first came on because Inf- Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. And that's what, I, what, that's what I'm all about. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. We're here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we rebroadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. You can hear the rebroadcast shows or, and all of the shows by going on to voiceamerica.com, looking up my name under host, Patricia Raskin, and the shows are there, and you can just click, and there are several formats you can listen you can also log on to my website, raskinresources.com, and my book is Pathfinding Seven Principles for Positive Living. You can call us today at 866-472-5788. I have on a great show and a great guest. I've had him before, Joel Goodman, who is the founder and director of the Humor Project, Inc. He is a popular speaker throughout the United States and abroad. Joel was really described as the first full-time humor educator as the founder of this humor project, which is now in its 30-year celebration, and they're going on a wonderful cruise to celebrate 30 years. Joel has spoken to over 600,000 people worldwide, and his book is Laffirmations, A Thousand and One Ways to Add Humor to Your Life and Work. Welcome back, Joel. Thanks again. 
right, let's talk about, I was talking about this during the break, and so I, I really want to bring this up to you because we know humor can heal. I mean, you know, we've read the books. We know what Patch Adams did with his whole institute helping people with cancer. We know what Norman Cousins did when he watched funny movies. We know it has the power to heal. Well, I also think that sometimes it has the power to hurt. And, you know, if you've listened to some of the celebrity roasts, or sometimes on TV when I watch the late-night shows, I mean, sometimes some of the things that they say in the beginning about celebrities and political folks are really cutting, and I'm sitting there going, oh, I, I just wouldn't want to be that person. Comments, Joel? Well, I, I think a couple things. One is that uh, the celebrity roasts were an example of a mixed message. On the one hand, as you're saying, they can be mean, brutal, horrible in terms yeah. of putting somebody down. Right. Uh, at the same time, it's done under the pretense that these are people who are adored by the roasters or else they wouldn't be doing it. Uh, so I, I think it's a balancing, on the one hand, for the roastee uh, to show that he or she can laugh at themselves. Uh, but I think the stronger message, as you're suggesting, is that it's okay to nail and put down people. And, uh, you know, some of the late-night humorists, you know, the Letterman's and the Leno's, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, they walk a balance beam as well. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, I think political satire is one of the most important ingredients of our culture and our democracy. It's, you know, the freedom of speech, uh, you know, put into action and helping us to poke fun at otherwise impenetrable uh, issues or subjects. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, sometimes it can turn mean and nasty. So again, you know, I, th- I think it's a balanced beam of, on the one hand, uh, trying to be laughing with each other as much as we can, mm-hmm. and at the same time to acknowledge when it comes to political satire anyway, that you know that is an important tool and power that uh, can be wielded. In fact, I don't think it's a mistake, for example, that Jon Stewart is so popular right now Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've seen, you know, the, the studies that say that uh, a lot of people get their news uh, from John Stewart, mm-hmm. um, you know, who uses humor and comedy as a vehicle to frame uh, the otherwise much too serious news. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very true. You know, one of the things I also asked you during the other break, is I said, you know, we know that you're an expert at what you do with humor and you and you certainly have been at this a long time. How do you apply it in your own life? You have a wife and children, and your wife works with you, and you know you've got probably teenagers at this point, I assume. Or well, her? well, actually, Adam is twenty-four, and Alyssa is twenty. Okay, so think about the days when they were teens, and what you go through with teens. How did you keep all that together, Joel? How do you apply this in your own life with your family? Well, first of all, I am very blessed uh, to have two wonderful kids and an incredible wife uh, and partner in, in uh, crime or partner in this uh, comedy business. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I think actually, as you may have noticed in the Laffirmations book, I actually dedicated the book to Adam and Alyssa oh. uh, because they have been my most important teachers when it comes to humor. Oh. Uh, they have helped me to learn and relearn many times that having a childlike perspective actually can be a very mature adult coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so uh, Alyssa, you know, these days when she's home uh, from college, you know, has the ability to help me reframe a situation from a stressful one into a laughing matter just with a turn of a phrase. Uh, a number of years ago, just for example, uh, Margie and I, 
took the kids off for a little retreat after our annual international conference. We had been working very hard on it, and it was very successful, and we just wanted to have a family getaway afterwards. Now, this is a great idea in principle, but when we got to this beautiful setting on Lake George, Margie, within an hour of us being there, realized that she had lost her wallet. Mm. Now, this was not a laughing matter. Mm. Uh, We started frantically searching everywhere for it, couldn't find it anywhere. And finally, after about an hour's worth of terrible stress, Alyssa, who was eight years old at the time, piped up with, Hey, Mom, don't worry. Just think. Now that you've lost your wallet, you'll have to get a new driver's license. And maybe the new photo will be a lot better than the old one was. (laughs) And, you know, that childlike perspective in the midst of the stress liberated laughter for us. And then, thankfully, uh, about half an hour later, we actually discovered the wallet intact. Mm -hmm. But it was that momentary respite of laughter and reframing, compliments of Alyssa, that helped us to keep on going. And, you know, at the same time, you know, I I sometimes will laugh at myself. I'm uh, both amused and amazed that this has been my career path for the past 30 years. Mm -hmm. And so it's been both an occupational hazard or hazard uh, and an occupational opportunity uh, to be director of the Humor Project. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I find myself in stressful situations occasionally. And, you know, do I act with anger and lashing out or do I try and practice what I've been teaching. And, uh, you know, Margie and I, just for example, you know, sometimes if I share an an example of what I think is funny and it doesn't uh, ring a bell for her, you know, we just have a little phrase between us that says, ho, 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 no, no, no. And it's just our little shorthand way of saying, uh, nice try. (laughs) Well, so what you're saying is that, it, you know, if I guess your advice to parents listening and to folks listening is try to find the humor somewhere in, in, in the dark piece. Yes, and I think as parents we can help our kids be left with a legacy of laughter. And, you know, I, I don't think we have to leave it to chance. I think, first of all, we as parents can try and model these behaviors that we're talking about of being able to laugh at ourselves and see the humor in situations. But we can also go beyond that. You know, when Adam was growing up, uh, he was about four years old at the time, uh, you know, he came to me one day out of the blue and said, Hey, Dad, you're much funnier than I am. Mm-hmm. You know, and this came out of the blue. I had no clue. Uh, but I, I said in all sincerity, Well, Adam, I don't think that's true. I, I think you're much funnier than I am. Mm-hmm. He said, Well, no, you've got your Laughing Matters magazine. So I said, well, that doesn't make me funnier than you. In fact, you could have your own humor magazine. Mm-hmm. And with that, his eyes lightened and brightened. And what we did at that point was we started a ritual. Every night after dinner, he and I would sit down in the living room, and I would ask him basically, you know, what happened today that made you laugh or what tickled your funny bone today? And he would describe one or two situations or events, which I then wrote out in a paragraph or two. He then drew a picture to illustrate that situation and we started his humor notebook and then later he was able to write out the uh, you know descriptions himself and, and draw the picture and so it was a wonderful way of helping him to put on his humor glasses and to develop his comic vision and uh, not coincidentally I think uh, when he was in college uh, he actually wrote a humor column 
for the school newspaper. Really? Right? It was very good. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we don't have to leave it to chance as parents. Uh, you know, as moms and dads, uh, we certainly can invite and encourage and support, you know, the development and nurturing of humor in our kids. All right. Well, we have about a minute to break. So let me ask you this. What's the bottom line for you in humor? The bottom line really is being able to laugh at ourselves. You know, I think that's the foundation or the foundation of all good humor. Uh, when I work with serious corporate audiences or people in the healthcare professions or educators, I'll talk about the notion, you know, probably my most popular topic for speaking is taking your job seriously and taking yourself lightly. And the whole notion is that, yes, we do have to take our jobs and our roles in life seriously, but we don't have to take ourselves too darn seriously. And being able to laugh at ourselves is one of the godsends that we can give ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's like the uh, little quote I saw from Robert Frost up on an office wall one day. He said, uh, the brain is a wonderful organ. It starts the moment you get up in the morning mm-hmm. and does not stop until you get to work. <laughs> and, you know, just being able to laugh at ourselves in the midst of our serious jobs right. is the bottom line of humor. That's great. All right, Joel. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about humor, uh, about some of your famous quotes and quotes in, in the Laughing Matters magazine and what's in that. My guest is Joel Goodman, who is the founder and director of the Humor Project, Inc., Joel has spoken to over 6,000 people at conferences. They are celebrating their 30th year this year. His book is Laughermations, 1,001 Ways to Add Humor to Your Life and Work. And you can log on to humorproject.com. I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Solid programming. Outstanding shows. VoiceAmerica.com. Ever wonder what's in your future? Why you are the way you are? Or what your dreams really mean? Then tune in and call in to The Jackie Marie Show with professional psychic Jackie Marie. With over a reported 90% accuracy in her psychic predictions, Jackie Marie answers your questions on psychic phenomenon, dream interpretation, numerology, astrology, hypnosis, recognizing your own psychic gifts, and so much more. Along with her co-host, Alan Richard, Jackie also provides her psychic insight on celebrities, politicians, new items, and a mystery of the week. That's the Jackie Marie Show, broadcast every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern, on voiceamerica.com. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much, unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. 
If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkgaard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Invoke thought, feeling, and inspiration into your life right here on voiceamerica.com. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. You can call us at 866-472-5788. My guest is Joel Goodman, author of Laffirmations, A Thousand and One Ways to Add Humor to Your Life and Work. Joel Goodman is the founder and director of the Humor Project, Inc. He's spoken to over 600,000 people. He is known as the first full-time humor educator and founded this wonderful project 30 years ago. And it's a whole family project, family affair. You work with your wife and your children to help too, correct, Joel? That's right. They've uh, all pitched in in different ways. In fact, our, our daughter, Alyssa, will be uh, joining us on our humor cruise at the end of this month. Oh, that's wonderful. And uh, our son Adam would have, but uh, he's got some work obligations that he can't get out. So, uh, and, you know, speaking about children, some people think humor might be childish, and others agree with Reader's Digest that laughter is just the best medicine. And, you know, we're in a world filled with stress and challenges and change. Why should we take humor that seriously? And what are the benefits, really? Well, there are a whole variety of wonderful payoffs, personally and professionally and organizationally. Uh, the, the first benefit of humor is what I call just for the health of it. Mm. You know, I think there's an incredible connection between humor and health. You know, it's not a magic wand cure-all, but when used in conjunction with good, competent clinical medical care, humor can be a very powerful ally in our healing and in preventing illness. You know, there are a whole variety of great things that happen inside. Uh, respiration and circulation are enhanced when we laugh. We oxygenate the blood. We suppress the stress-related hormones in the brain. We activate the immune system. Uh, so, you know, what Reader's Digest had said for decades, that laughter is the best medicine, may not be far from wrong. You know, a second benefit of humor, I think, is captured so well by the words of Victor Borga that we talked about earlier, that a smile is the shortest distance between two people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think humor can be a great magnet to attract people in relationships, mm-hmm. to build positive working relationships, mm-hmm. and to improve morale and teamwork. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a third potential payoff of humor is what I call the ha-ha, aha connection. <laughs> you know, humor and creativity go hand in hand. And when we have one, we can jumpstart the other. And in this world, if we're not being creative, uh, we're going to be left behind in the midst of all of this accelerating change. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you think some people are just naturally funny 
I mean, do you think there's just some people just have that gift of humor? Well, my guess is there are certain people who are genetically predisposed. Uh, but I actually had this question myself, and I had the good fortune to interview Steve Allen for our Laughing Matters magazine prior to his speaking at our conference. And I posed this question to him, and, and his response intrigued me. He said that when it comes to humor, he thinks we're all born with a genetic ceiling and floor. Hmm. But it's what we do in our lives mm-hmm. that influences whether we end up on the ceiling right. or the floor. Yep. I love it. So, you know, maybe some of us do have some lucky, <laughs> funny genes. Uh, but what Steve Allen is saying is that we can actually be intentional mm-hmm. about nurturing and mm-hmm. growing and developing. It's almost right. like having talent, artistic talent. You know, you can be talented and have that bent. Mm-hmm. But if you don't practice it and rehearse it and are not part of it, then it goes away. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, you Same know, kind ca- of thing. Carol Channing, who uh, we mentioned is going to be joining us on our humor cruise at the yes. end of this month, you know, she obviously is very talented, you know, very gifted person, but she's paid her dues. You know, over 5,000 performances of Hello, Dolly without missing mm-hmm. a single show. Mm. I mean, she has rehearsed and done it. So uh, it's a combination of perhaps nature and a lot of nurture. Mm-hmm. In your magazine, Laughing Matters, you quote Uma Bombeck where she says, when humor goes, there goes civilization. And, Joel, you've had some intriguing experiences in working with humor throughout the world, including Australia, Russia, Japan, Panama, England, Germany. I mean, the list goes on and on and funny places in between, um, as well as North Dakota. How can humor help us to be civilized and build bridges in a world that's getting smaller all the time? Well, you know, I think what Irma said is really true. As the world gets increasingly smaller all the time, as we have... uh, you know, six levels of connection between anybody on this planet. Uh, you know, I think we need humor. You know, it's uh, sort of an extension of Victor Borges' notion that a smile is the shortest distance between two people. It could be a smile is the shortest distance between two peoples or cultures or countries. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, it was best personified for me back in 1989 when I was part of a program that Dr. Jim Boren set up called Laughter Has No Accent which was an attempt at that point when we were in a different relationship with what was the Soviet Union. This laughter has no accent was an attempt to use humor as a way of building bridges between our countries and our cultures and our styles of government. Yeah. Do you and think humor is the, Do you think we're all, we all kind of laugh at the same things no matter what our nationality is? Do you think it's universal is my question? I, I think it's very universal, uh, and at the same time it's ironically or paradoxically unique. You know, that one person will find something funny, and the person literally sitting next to them may not uh, have their yeah. funny bone tickle. Yes, exactly. And at the same time, I think there are a lot of commonalities. You know, when we were over in Russia, touring around that country, uh, we discovered that, yes, we had so much in common. In fact, uh, we had a return exchange when we had five top Soviet humorists come over the United States. And we hosted them here in Saratoga Springs. And one of the things that we arranged was a hot air balloon festival in the fall over beautiful, picturesque Lake George, New York. Mm-hmm. It was this wonderful opportunity to build bridges. And I went up in a balloon with Andre Benyuk, one of the Soviet humorists. And while we were up in this balloon, Andre confided in me uh, that he was afraid of heights. Now, you know, this is a, a great revelation, you know, when we're up in this air uh, above this beautiful countryside. And as he was holding me, trembling uh, out of fear, we discovered that his daughter was named Alicia, 
And mm-hmm. as you know, my daughter named Alyssa. And we realized that as we were up there, a thousand feet above these beautiful color-clad mountains, that that's what we were doing it for. Mm-hmm. That we were doing mm-hmm. it for our kids. Mm-hmm. And that we'll either go up together or we'll crash together. Oh. All right, Joel, we just have like maybe two minutes left. So in that time, here's the question. Um, what else is new at the Humor Project? Tell us about your growing through transitions, life coaching, your teleseminars, and your bookstore so that people can really learn more and be part of it. Sure. Well, if anybody would like a humor shot in the arm, we have some wonderful books and videos and DVDs and fun props uh, to tickle your funny bone and that you can add to your humor first aid kit at home or at the office. Uh, and again, our online bookstore and mail order bookstore, you can find out more about on our humorproject.com website. We're also very excited that Margie is growing a new part of our business called Growing Through Transitions. Uh, she is an incredibly talented, caring, energetic human presence, and she's starting off doing some life coaching for folks, helping them take a look at how they can achieve their goals and add a touch of laughter along the way. Our teleseminars, uh, we just had one with Carol Channing, in fact, that people could still listen to by listening to and ordering the replay. We also have a teleseminar coming up on April the 26th with Leslie Leslie Charles entitled, Mm -hmm. Life is Not a Duress Rehearsal. Duress. I love it. Rehearsal. I love it. And we have on May 24th with Dr. Robert Brooks, The Power of Resilience. So if people can't come to our humor cruise, we have some ways of us coming yeah. to them through these telephone seminars. He's very famous, Dr. Robert Brooks. Oh, he is incredible. He's written a wonderful book. Yes. He's written a wonderful book. Well, Joel, closing thoughts. If people get one thing out of this program, I need to know what do you want them to do? <laughs> Remember to laugh at yourself. You know, mm-hmm. To take your jobs and your roles and your goals seriously, but to be able to laugh at yourself along the way. You know, give yourself a break, get off your own back, mm-hmm. and enjoy your human being. Thank you so much, Joel. Thank you, and stay on the line. Thank you. My guest has been Joel Goodman, author of Laffirmations, A Thousand and One Ways to Add Humor to Your Life and Work. Dr. Goodman is the director of the Humor Project, which is the first organization in the world to focus full-time on the positive power of humor. And you can log on to humorproject.com for books and tapes and teleseminars humorproject.com. Next week, I'm going to speak to mother and daughter research team, Charlotte and Laura Shelton, co-authors of The Next Revolution, What Gen X Women Want at Work and How Their Boomer Bosses Can Help Them Get It. And you can log on to wisework.com. Folks, until next time, it's always an honor and pleasure to be with you. Remember that Positive Living is on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. All the shows are archived on the Voice America site. Go to shows, go to Voice America, go to my name, Patricia Raskin, and you can look up the shows. And you can log on to my site, raskinresources.com. My book is Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living. Until next week, have a wonderful week. I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great day. listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com. 